Radio Free Redoubt begins in 5, 4, 3, 2... Welcome and good evening, God-fearing, liberty-loving, Christian nationalist patriots. Welcome to the weekly podcast, Radio Free Redoubt, episode 23-04. This is the fourth podcast of 2024. Did I say 23? That's the first time I've done that. Yeah, 24-04. And I want to start off by saying I am sorry for the last two weeks unable to do a Sunday evening podcast. My intentions have been to produce something on Monday or Tuesday, and then chaos ensues and the week gets away from me. So I have uh, missed you guys. Thank you for those of you who have checked on me, asking if everything's all right, uh, wondering if uh, maybe there was a technical issue or they were wondering if uh, they were getting shadow banned from their podcasting app. Uh, but no, I've not been putting out uh, podcasts for the last couple of weeks uh, just because of things that have come up beyond my control. Many of you are aware Lady Liberty is running for office. She is going to be pursuing the position of uh, Eastern Washington District 5, which is being vacated by Kathy McMorris Rogers, which is basically a worthless vanilla rhino kind of do nothing when we need a fighting patriot in that position. So it is going to be a very contentious race because uh, the jackals have come out of the woodwork and uh, there are going to be a lot of people running under the Republican ticket. But uh, I can tell you, I I know some of them, some of them I know by reputation, some I've never heard of, and I can easily, hands down, say there is no stronger fighter, which is what we need right now, than uh, Lady Liberty. But we've got her ad. It'll be coming up between segments two and three. We'll have Lady Liberty on in segment three to discuss some of the uh, issues uh, that she has lined up. But I wanted to let you guys know that you can also check her website out at Renee Holiday for Congress.com. That's R E N E H O L A D A Y, Renee Holiday for Congress.com. And those of you that are on Telegram, uh, you'll be able to find her, uh, Renee for Renee Holiday for Congress Telegram channel. And uh, this is very preliminary stages. This just got developed and or just just started to it's under development right now. So uh, she's not even officially filed yet, but getting all of the uh, groundwork stuff in place. So uh, if you are so inclined to help her out with that campaign, it's going to tick a lot of patriots behind her backing her. And uh, it will be worth it uh, if we get her in. So uh, another new adventurous season lay ahead. All right, well, let's get into the news and commentary. News and commentary brought to you by Prepping 2.0, helping to take your preps to the next level. And that website there is prepping2-0.com. 
a lot going on in the world and a lot's happened in the last couple of weeks that I was just itching to cover. Tonight in segment two, I am going to be talking about a presentation that a sheriff in Ohio gave after returning from a National uh, Sheriff's Association briefing, which included uh, a briefing from Christopher Ray about the threat that we face. And it's very real and it's very dire. And we've been talking about this for a long time. So this is more impetus for us to uh, really be upping our game as far as preparations and security measures. So I'll be talking more about that in segment two. But first, from the Gateway Pundit, a FOIA document, or FOIA documents, plural, reveals a secret 2020 election day meeting with SISA, Dominion, ESNS, ERIC, E-R-I-C, FBI, leftist organizations, state officials, and others. This has only recently been discovered, but this is, and I hesitate to use the term bombshell report because it is so overused anymore. It becomes just dogma. But if this really is what the pundits are saying, this could be explosive to the left. Now, that means you have to have somebody able and willing to prosecute, which we don't have right now. But when President Trump gets in, this will most likely be used as uh, some of the heaviest weighing evidence to start prosecuting some of these people, what they're calling retribution. But, uh, but you can call it whatever you want. We'll call it justice. You've been misusing justice for long enough on the left. So uh, there's no reason why patriots can't start using justice, actually, the real way. From Malaysia, the Rare Foundation ran this. And this is, this is a, a battle that we have here in the United States coming. So pay attention. Muslims threaten trouble after Malaysia's top court strikes down Sharia laws as unconstitutional. Malaysia is a country where Islam holds significant sway. In a 2023 Pew Research Center report, 75% of Malaysian adults identified as Muslim, underscoring the religion's central role in the nation. Islam is enshrined as the state religion of Malaysia, according to Article 3 of the Constitution, while other religions can be practiced uh, by non-Malay citizens. Additionally, per Article 160, one must be Muslim to be considered Malay or Malaysian. Uh, further emphasizing the close relationship between Islam and the Malay identity in Malaysia. So here in the United States, we have the congressional districts and, and uh, local state areas like in Michigan and Minnesota that are heavily populated by Muslims who are pushing for Sharia law right here in the United States. In fact, they're sending Sharia law loving and believing members of Congress to Washington, D.C., who incidentally take an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States, which is in conflict with Sharia law. So I could see this on our radar in the future. Continue to watch that closely. 
From the End Times headlines, just came out this week, World Health Organization Director General Tedros Ghebreyesus had issued a new warning about the likelihood of disease X. Ooh, scary sounding, right? Disease X breaking out, telling global world leaders it is a matter of when, not if, a new pathogen and pandemic will strike. Well, I wonder when. Probably, I don't know, the 90 days before the election, perhaps? Just a wild guess. And of course, we, what we found with these pandemics and outbreaks that it's not the disease itself that is the real danger. It's the government's reaction and the, the health conglomerates, so-called health, these World Health Organization globalists. Tedros, who goes by his first name, told attendees, that's a good thing because nobody can pronounce his last name, told attendees at the World Government Summit in Dubai earlier this week, uh, he gave a similar warning in 2018 that a pandemic was likely to hit and he was proven right with the outbreak of the deadly coronavirus, which is, of course, not nearly as deadly as the, the death and maiming shot they came out with in response. Complaining that the world is still ill-prepared for a new pandemic, we'll call it a plandemic, Tedros once again touted the urgent need for a global treaty to be agreed upon by May. Oh yeah, we better hurry this up, way before the election. And dismissed suspicions of it being a World Health Organization power grab as outlandish. Well, you can call, you can, you can react that way, but uh, we know this is a power grab. He called the treaty... Mission critical for humanity. Right. Just like uh, climate policies are critical for humanity. Well, we have actually a more critical threat that we face, and that's our southern border. And this is being facilitated by more globalist organizations. The United Nations in particular, from the DISCERN report reporting uh, with a headline, Self-Destruct. How appropriate. U.S. granted the United Nations. U.S., that's us. The the United States. The, The communist puppet coup regime granted the United Nations $1.3 billion last year to aid illegals invading America. That didn't happen without the help of people calling themselves Republicans. It's time to flush Washington, D.C. It's time to get rid of the rhinos and the do-nothing Republicans out of Washington, D.C. We need some hardcore patriots, some fighters, some killers to go into Washington, D.C. It's past time. Uh, Let's see. From the Gateway Pundit, truckers are planning to stop shipments to New York City in response to the political hack judge Ngoron's $350 million ruling against Trump and his sons. So, and we're going to be talking about this tomorrow morning on the morning commute. But, in fact, we have an audio file from one of the truckers explaining this is what they're doing because uh, he said... 85, 90% or more of the truckers out there are Trump supporters. And what they did to Trump, they're saying enough's enough. So there's beginning tomorrow, Monday, 
there will be a collective effort, uh, a response, and that is to stop delivering shipments to New York City. Let them start running out of things. I think uh, I think this is excellent, excellent example of civil disobedience, peaceful resistance that's going to get results and attention. So, Godspeed to them. And finally, from notthebee.com, in other words, not the not the uh, Babylon Bee. They actually named their website Not the Bee, and it's a, it's a great way of saying this is like no kidding. Uh, this is such outrageous news. We have to let you know this is not satire. <laughs> Chicago mayor cancels gunfire surveillance system because it unfairly targeted communities of color. Not kidding. Read that article at Not the Bee, and they break down the statistics. I mean, official statistics of uh, the number of blacks and Hispanics and whites who are shot and wounded and shot and killed and who the perpetrators are. So while they're creating this division between white and black and blacks are dying in the streets, well, they're dying in the streets from other blacks. So this is a spiritual issue. This is a crime issue. This is a heart issue. This is not a racial issue. Until they come to terms with that, these ridiculous policies here will never solve the problems they claim they're trying to solve by removing gunfire surveillance systems because it unfairly targets communities of color. Well, the rest of us see through it, and it is simply Bravo Sierra. Stick around. We'll be back with segment two. I've got a speech I'm going to share with you from the sheriff from Ohio. And uh, I've got some other local intelligence I want to share with you guys. We're in trouble. We're in a lot of trouble. And I can't overemphasize that enough. It's a very serious uh, place that we're at. So I've got some comments on that as well. Stick around. Segment two right after this. Hi everyone, this is John Jacob Schmidt, here to tell you about the 299 Days book series by lawyer and author Glenn Tate. Follow him through his real-life story of transitioning from middle-aged, unprepared suburbanite to full-blown prepper, tactical team member, and provider and protector of his family. Then, let Glenn take you on a wild ride through the collapse, community building, resistance against a corrupt system, and the rebirth of a new one. Go to 299days.com to learn more. White supremacy, as I did my inaugural address to a single out as the most dangerous terrorist threat to our homeland, is white supremacy. And we won't ignore what our intelligence agencies have determined to be the most lethal terrorist threat to the homeland today. White supremacy is terrorism. Have you lost your mind? Are you prepared to defend yourself in the dark? A weapon light helps you identify and even deter threats in low light. But it can be difficult to find a secure and comfortable holster. 
At Works, we design and build holsters for Glock and Sig Sauer pistols with lights. Our precision fit holsters will help you carry with confidence so you're ready to defend yourself day and night. Go to worksholsters.com, find your gun and light in our holster finder, select your preferred carry style, and order your holster today. Welcome back, Patriots, to segment two. This is the voice of the American Redoubt Broadcasting streaming from patriot held territory which makes the leftists squirm they don't know what to make of it uh, all they can do is point and say racist because well they're just that ignorant but that's okay uh we'll let them live in their uh world and we're going to stay focused on restoring america to greatness and uh protecting our families and standing against their agenda and promoting traditional American values. Now, in this segment, I want to share something that's actually very disturbing, and it's not new to those of us who are paying attention. If you are maintaining any kind of situational awareness, you understand the threat that we're that we're facing, you understand where it's coming from and what it means, despite the fact that they're trying to tell us all it is is people just trying to come here and better themselves. They're fleeing persecution. Well, we know better. This is a, a planned, facilitated invasion. This is is what they call uh, a uh, the, the great um, replacement. So this is where they want to replace the current population with those who have no loyalty toward America or our heritage or values or foundational principles and laws or constitution, uh, any of that. So uh, in, before I get to that, though, there's an article that just came out from the Gateway Pundit titled, Open Border Allows Chinese Special Operators to Infiltrate America. Keep that in mind as you're listening to the sheriff speak. Even legacy media is now acknowledging the Chinese invasion across the southern border. They land in Ecuador by air from China, then move on bus uh, or, and on foot through the Darien Gap in Panama and back onto buses after a quick stay at the Department of Homeland Security camps, that's United States Department of Homeland Security camps, in Panama. So now let's jump ahead to this sheriff. Uh, this sheriff from Ohio, his name is Richard Jones, or he goes by Rick Jones. He attended a sheriff's meeting in Washington, D.C., where they're briefed on current law enforcement challenges and threats, and they they have workshops and they learn how they can do better community policing and they're briefed by subject matter experts on trends involving crime and so on. He came back and he briefed his constituents and it, it, it is uh, uh, disturbing how many sheriffs are returning f and not saying anything to their communities to prepare them for the absolutely silent that, that doesn't mean every sheriff in America went to this the sheriff's association uh, conference in DC many of them don't attend those things 
But for those who have, so far, I have only seen one sheriff publicly debriefing his community with with what he is able to share, to including Christopher Ray from the FBI about the, the threat. Anyway, I'm going to let him speak, and then we will come back, talk briefly about this, and and then share something that uh, was reported on a, a local preparedness group in the Spokane area, uh, eyewitness account saying, hey guys, this just happened. And they shared actually quite a few really good details. So uh, listen to this. This is Ohio Sheriff Rick Jones. They're bringing something here to cause us harm. You have to believe that. China has safe houses in every state in the United States. My name is Rick Jones. I'm the Butler County Sheriff, Butler County, Ohio. Uh, I just came back from the National Sheriff's Training in uh, D.C. Uh, three days ago, two days ago, we were briefed by the FBI director, Ray, the director of the FBI, and several federal agencies. There's 3,300 sheriffs in the United States. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs of the 3,300. We have a hierarchy. We have a president. We have a vice president. The President of the United States refuses to meet with the sheriffs. He also refuses to meet with the police chiefs of the United States. They have a hierarchy also. He refuses to meet with them to talk about border issues or talk about crime that's going on because of the border issue. We were also told by Mr. Ray, the FBI director, that there are more red flags going off now than before 9-11, okay? When I say red flags, meaning people that are here in this country that are wanting to do harm to us. We were also explained we're, in the, we're bombing two countries right now. Two countries. These people do not like us before this started. There's thousands of people here from other countries, 160 different countries. They're here not to be our friends. Some of them are coming because they're wanting to come here to the best country in the world, the way we see it. Some are coming here to do harm to us. And we were told by the FBI director, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. We were also told five Sheriffs went to Israel five weeks after the attack. The only thing that saved the Israelis, the government, was the local police. They were outgunned, outmanned. They came over. The Palestinians did. They came over. They killed, raped. The sheriffs were there. They talked to the police. The local police are what saved that country. You can't just call, even in Israel, you can't just call the military up and they're going to be there, okay? They went house to house, raping, killing. The Israeli police, when our guys got there, the sheriffs, said they just don't hate us. They hate you guys equally. And the same people that train them are the same people that train people to hate us. The FBI director said when 9-11 hit, there's more red flags now than them. So, 
And he said, these are people that want to kill us and do harm to us. Now, so you're wondering, I want everybody to know what I know. I can't tell you everything, but I want the public to know that we are in a terrible way right now. The United States, and I'm going to get to the local, the United States, we're on the defense. You can't be just defense and not have an offense. We have no offense. We're just defense. We're absorbing these attacks. We're in other countries. We're supplying them with weapons. We're supplying them with our, our, our treasure, our money, and we're not doing much back home. So, with that in mind, we were also told that they're going, this is from the federal government three days ago, they're going to attack our elections, which they've always done that, just not the national. They're going to go into the locals. They encouraged us to talk to our local election officials and be prepared as much as they can for cyber attacks. Even local, you have to be prepared. We've been told that, again, they're coming here to do harm to us, and even in Ohio or in the United States, we're not going to be able to call and ask for help from the federal government. They're going to be busy. The military's not coming. The National Guard, when 9-11 hit, it was all the police and the fire. And they were in total, total organized chaos. The military had the scars. And I don't want, somebody asked me, am I like Doomsday Jones? And I said, no, I'm not like Chicken Little. I want you to know what I know. And if you don't believe what I'm telling you, that's okay. You can do what the Israeli citizens done. You can build a little safe house in your basement. And good luck. Uh, now, get to where we've been attacked here in Butler County. You're going to think, well, we've never been attacked. We have. The Russians attacked our system, our electronic system, our computer system. They hacked it. They also are trying to hack just not ours. And they, we were down for two months. Just a paper. Hacked our dispatching, hacked everything. Now, was that to help us? No, it wasn't to help us. It was to hurt us and cause chaos. As we speak today, the Russians are still attacking our computer system, just like they're attacking most of yours, but I want the public to know this. The Chinese tried to attack our cyber system here in Butler County, which includes everything that we have, dispatching for police and fire, five times a day. I want to repeat that. Five times a day. The Iranians are attacking our computer system and trying to hack it three times a day. I want to repeat that. Three times a day. Now, are they doing that to help us and be our friends? No, they're not. They're trying to disrupt everything that we do. And this next election coming up, they're trying to do the same. So what we're doing here is we've got rifles in every police vehicle we have. We have what we call a go bag. We have extra magazines, and we're going to start training civilians. We've offered uh, classes to train civilians, and we're going to start training civilians on what to do when disasters hit and emergencies hit. Naturally, we can't train the whole country. We can't train the whole county. We put this up online yesterday. It's four. We can do like 30 people at a time. We're trying to get it, and the organization that is doing that is... Um, uh, Texas and m They're coming here. The federal government's paying for it. They're going to train 30 civilians on what to do 
when disasters hit. 30 out of 400,000 people is not much. So we're trying to get more classes. Don't want to cause fear. Don't want to cause panic. But I want the public to be aware that you are under attack. And when they're attacking, they're trying to get our cyber system. We have a grid system. Butler County does. The whole United States. Hell, our grid system goes out when it gets hot. So, and our grid system is from the 1960s. And they're trying to attack our phone system. The Chinese are flying over with their little balloons. That's not to help us and help us do some weather direction. And all we're doing is we're on the defense. We're absorbing this. And these other countries that are attacking us overseas, it's a lot of drone attacks. Getting to drones. You know the technology that local law enforcement has on drones? Zero. We can fly drones, and most police departments and sheriff's offices have drones. We can't detect drones. Hell, they look like a bird in the sky. We can't make the drones stop. We can't stop them. When you see football games on TV, the national football games, they call timeout to stop the drones. Hell, my grandkids have drones. Everybody has drones. We have no technology. The federal government doesn't share any of the drone technology with us. So what we're going to do is we're reaching out to the private industry, and we're going to see if we can get anything that can detect drones and how we can stop drones. Now, again, it's not to scare people. This is the truth. Everybody in this room, the news media, you guys get hacked. You try to get, they try to hack you. One of the local channels in Cincinnati was hacked. They were down to paper for several several weeks. Just paper. When we were hacked, we were down to paper. Our computer system, our dispatcher, all hacked. Again, that's being attacked by foreign countries. You wouldn't think that a foreign country would be attacking us. The public needs to know we're being attacked every day. Now, people that are here to do us harm, do we expect? I've been to the border three times. People are not just turning themselves in. They're actually called gotaways. And some of them are getting through with backpacks and packs. Now, are they bringing groceries with them? We don't think so. We believe the ones that don't want to get caught, there's a reason for that. We believe they're a good, strong possibility they're bringing something here to cause us harm. You have to believe that. China has safe houses in every state in the United States. Now, now I hope that got a lot of you guys to really sit up and pay attention to what he was saying because a lot of us have been already saying this out there in the you know, alternative media have been connecting dots and it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say this is uh, this is a serious problem and these are the potential effects of this but we have this two-edged sword we have the Islamists who are planning on carrying out essentially October 7th type of attacks in America and targeting. Did you, did you catch that targeting small towns, rural communities, because the heightened uh, awareness and the heightened tactical posture of law enforcement in big cities, especially in New York uh, makes it more difficult. It's a higher risk target where in the rural America, there are fewer resources. They are. They have lower situational awareness to terrorist type of or, uh, operations, like what we saw 
in Israel on October 7th. And they want to talk about shootings and disarming citizens and limiting magazines and everything else. The answer to gun control is October 7th. And that is absolutely not. Now, the sheriff was briefed and he passed along the information from the briefing that it was local law enforcement who saved the day uh, from uh, the Hamas attacks in southern Israel on October 7th. But I beg to differ. It was not just law enforcement. There were some law enforcement, but a lot of them were armed civilians, armed with AR-15s, M4s, M16s. They, They have community security teams because of the threat. And they fought off many of these Hamas terrorists on that day. The law enforcement are saying, they're admitting, there is no way we can protect you. We cannot defend you if this type of a coordinated attack takes place across the, the United States. You have to be able to protect yourselves and defend yourselves and your families. We will not be able to cope with that scale of a coordinated attack. The second part is the Chinese threat. Chinese special forces coming into the United States, and you heard him say, China has safe houses in every state in the United States. It's a very, very serious thing. Well, I want to share with you something, speaking of the migrants and the threat, this is not the Chinese uh, side of this. I'm going to deviate a little bit. And, uh, well, I want to return back to the uh, uh, migrant threat, African, Arab, let's say Muslim threat that security experts around the world are warning us about. Now, this is a, a fairly large group of uh, patriots, preparedness, prepper community, um, mostly patriots. It's a Facebook group, which I don't know why the patriots are still maintaining Facebook groups, but this is where this came from, and it was picked up by a Patriot a friend of mine who follows this group. And this was three days ago, so this would have been uh, February 15th. Here's a firsthand account of what this person observed at a Walmart. My pers- And this was on Peeved Patriot's Facebook group. He writes, my my personal experience. Okay, so I was at Walmart in Spokane Valley, not last night, but the night before, up by customer service. To the right, closer to the bathroom, is where two young African-American men, and of course, uh, we habitually, I mean, this we're programmed to say African-American if they're black, but these are not, uh, evidently not Americans but African men, uh, maybe in their mid to late 20s, in religious garb, purple sweatshirts uh, with gold, what looked to be Islamic writing and symbolism on it. They stood out. I asked uh, the, uh, the EMP if they worked here and if something was going on. 
He said, that's weird, I don't know. Both of these men had body cameras hanging like an officer has on their chest, uh, moving the cameras back and forth with their body movements, over the, uh, moving the cameras back and forth over the people that are walking by as if they were scanning or something. I found a lead not too far away and asked her, and she looked over at them and said, no, I think they're just customers. As soon as I was talking to her, they took off. I wasn't sure if they went back to the back of the store or out the front door. I wasn't going to stick around to find out, so I left with my kids. I went to Winco instead to get my groceries. I kid you not, I was over in the produce, and there they were walking in. This time, uh, three this time, all with chest cameras and walkie-talkies. They had blank expressions. My son said they scared him. They moved their chests back and forth, again, almost as if they were scanning customers or the store or both with their cameras. I watched with my kids from a distance. They were approaching people, getting their faces, again, almost as if they were scanning these people, uh, and people would just smile and nod uncomfortably. Then these men would find an African-American person and try to speak to them in their language. They would also try to hand out some sort of pamphlet with what looked to be Islamic writing. I found management again and let them know what happened earlier at Walmart and what was happening in their store. Manager went to go find them and again they rushed out. I do not know their intent, but this didn't sit right with me and was very out of the ordinary. They made me feel very uneasy and with everything going on in this world, I think it's important we stay aware of our surroundings and if possible, try not to shop alone or try to go during the day. And if you have, uh, bring it, if you have it, bring protection, which you should be going armed everywhere anyway. Uh, with recent press conferences with the FBI and the current safety concerns, we just need to be cautious. And if you see something, say something, call crime check to report anything suspicious. And they've got a local Spokane crime uh, report, crime check number listed here. If you see these guys, please share your experiences on here as well. They, This can all be done anonymously so there are no safety concerns. If screenshot and shared outside of the group, etc. Since this happened, I have already been told they, the same African men, have been seen inside churches doing the same thing, surveying, look, uh, surveying type of behavior as people walk out. This is not a drill, guys. This stuff is getting real. So uh, I think that we are probably going to see more of these types of reports. And if you guys encounter similar type of activity, uh, report it. And we want to look for trends anywhere you are. Uh, they are moving hostile elements around the country. People have connections to terror watch lists and and people that we know nothing about but we know organizations Hezbollah ISIS Hamas Al-Qaeda and their intentions to carry out attacks just like they did in Israel in America so uh, once again go armed everywhere and be prepared to defend life and uh, have good situational awareness Get your comms up. Uh, 
The other thing the World Economic Forum warned us about is a coming cyber attack, the uh, digital version of a pandemic. And their entire objective is to prevent Trump from getting back into office. And uh, the target will probably be the elections. And they'll probably go for our infrastructure, just like the sheriff warned about, just like we've been warning about and sharing intelligence with you. So just have your head on a swivel, stay frosty, and uh, be safe. All right, Lady Liberty coming up, segment three, right after this. So uh, stick around, patriots. This is Radio Free Redoubt. communists look you in the eye and tell one bare-faced lie after another with a straight face. Every day between now and November, the American people are going to know that the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Since it is their sworn duty to tell us whatever will best serve their cause, we should always suspect they are lying. Folks, we've got to move past this toxic politics. But the only reason the border is not secure is Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends. Lying is one of their best tools for playing dirty. Dirty, mean, despicable, ruthless. I'm Renee Holliday. I'm announcing my candidacy for Congress for District 5 in Eastern Washington as a strong conservative Christian MAGA Republican. We are currently in an existential crisis in America because of weak leadership who have failed to place God first over this nation. They have also failed to keep their oaths of office to uphold and defend the Constitution and the rights of the individual. They have failed to secure our elections and have opened our border to an invasion from over 172 countries. America has never been more vulnerable to attack than we are now. I'm running because Eastern Washington needs a rep with some spine that can stand up to this lawless regime and help bring America back under the safety of our Constitution by securing our elections and closing our border. I have already written the Congressional bill to do just that and have been publicly pushing it for the past year. Eastern Washington needs a fighter with a record of being effective in fighting the globalists, and that fighter is me. I have been fighting the globalists for 18 straight years and have written two books about it. Eastern Washington needs an effective fighter in D.C., and that fighter is me, Renee Holiday. I need your vote on August 6th, but I need your support right now to kick off my campaign. I'm running to win and to take America back, and I can only do this with your support. Let's get it done together. So you can go to my campaign website at ReneeHollidayForCongress.com. It's spelled R-E-N-E-H-O-L-A-D-A-Y for Congress.com. This ad paid for by the committee to elect Renee Holiday, Washington Congressional District 5. Whoa. 
Welcome back, Patriots, to segment three, the final segment for this week's Radio Free Without, uh, episode 24-04. And as promised, uh, we would have uh, Lady Liberty in the studio. And you all know her by her radio name, Lady Liberty. She's had that from uh, Liberty State through the Political Church podcast and uh, then the Morning Commute, Radio Free Redoubt production. So, uh, yeah, most people know her as well. Most people on the radio know her as Lady Liberty. Most people in the Patriot community, in the conservative property rights, they know her by her real name and by the name that she's running for Congress under Renee Holiday. Welcome to segment three. Well, thank you. Thank you. Always glad to be here. And uh, good, good job on the ad. Uh, we just played that in the break that you just heard. Well, thank you. Yeah, and uh, running that on the morning commute as well. But I want to get straight to the point here. This week, you announced that you will be running for Eastern Washington's Congressional District 5 for Congress. How did this come about? Well, okay. So that's kind of an interesting question because I've been thinking about this ever since last fall and uh, having a discussion with the Lord in prayer about it that, uh, you know, I'm not really sure if that's the right thing to do considering the egregious election fraud, especially surrounding the Congressional District uh, 5. And well, it's it's rampant in all of Washington, as a matter of fact. But but so I, you know, was, was praying to the Lord, well, do I really want to do that if you can't beat the election fraud no matter what you do, right? You know, if they've if the Democrats have picked a candidate, whether that be a rhino or a Democrat, right. you know, that person's going to win because they run the election fraud. And so, you know, that was one of the aspects that I had been praying about that, you know, is there really a point to running against election fraud right. you know is there I mean, even a political solution is there even really such thing as an opponent other than the person that is capable of changing the vote at the end right right you know? it, it's, it's what a lot of people are looking at the whole system saying there are no elections anymore there are only selections selections right yeah exactly and you know i mean gosh joseph stalin would be proud of what people are pulling off these days you know oh, yeah. and uh and so I had started praying about it back then and, and, you know, over the months kept thinking, well, I really need to, I really need to, I really ought to, because, you know, it's, it's a terrible shame to have these people in these positions and they do nothing. They squander them. Yeah. They do absolutely nothing. All they do is take bribes and money from corporations and become ultra wealthy just as the incumbent uh, has become now. I mean, you know, they get paid, what is it, 150, 170,000 a year, but somehow now that person is worth, you know, over, you know, I mean, gazillions Mil of dollars. Yeah, you know, millions dollars, and you know, millions. It's like, yeah, how on earth does that happen? And everybody knows that. <laughs> they didn't save every penny. Yes, and that they didn't just invest wisely. You know, I mean, these are, these are the kind of things that, that um, that is it's it's a travesty, and especially while the nation is falling to the dogs, mm -hmm. that they they just take the money and do nothing for the people. Right, and so it, it it's shameful. And I thought that can't be 
allowed to go unchallenged. Even if I don't win, that is shameful that all the child trafficking has been happening. Uh, did anybody respond to the bills that I sent them? No. Uh, you know, this is this is just unacceptable for this era. And it just kept uh, bothering me more and more until I just, I thought, well, okay, Lord, tell you what, here's the deal. Maybe you could put it on her heart that, you know, she's been there for 20 years. That's probably long enough now. And, you know, maybe just throw in the towel and retire. <laughs> and I kind of just left it at that just to, you know, kind of think that, well, maybe that'll be a sign, you know, if, if she, if somehow she ends up retiring or, or saying she's not going to run again, then, you know, then I'll get serious about it. And so sure enough, uh, February 8th, there was an announcement made that she was not going to run again. She was wow. not going to seek re-election. And I went, within 10 minutes, I went, I went I'm running. That's it. That's my cue. Yep. I, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And, um, you know, so, so, you know, we still don't know if that's the Lord's intent uh, that I would actually be in that office because quite honestly it will take a it'll take a miracle from god right. for for me to overcome election fraud what's interesting though is that uh, what would seem impossible for for an incumbent just to decide yeah i'm not going to run anymore that's almost unheard of in and of itself right. and then right after you prayed about it that looks like an open door yeah you know, so yeah, that was within two weeks of of having prayed about that specific thing. You know, well, maybe you could just put it on her heart, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, okay. So. so this is for the Republican ticket in the primaries, which will take place August sixth. Yes, which means you'll be going up against uh, maybe a dozen or two dozen Republicans. I was thinking half the population of Eastern Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think everybody is going to try for this position. Okay. All of them call themselves Republicans. Right. What sets you apart? Well, um, so far from the candidates that uh, have stepped up and announced that they're going to run, all of these people already have positions in elected government. You know, they're, uh, they're just looking for a pay raise. And, and to me, that just screams career politician. You know, why would you keep feeding the gravy train? You know right. what I mean? Why would you let them stay in their positions? They, do they really need a pay raise just because they think they're going to climb the ladder into the eternal political career? You know, right. I, I just don't, I have no respect for that. And, and there's also some other candidates that uh, I am told have been, uh, they've been told that they would be, very, very well funded from a very, very wealthy group of Republicans on the west side of the state. And that'll basically be a shoe in for that person to get in because of all of the money that will be oh, thrown at them. A puppet position. And, yeah. And, and this is like over $10 million. And and so I I thought to myself, my gosh, are you kidding? What on earth could you possibly do with $10 million for such a small areas campaign? You know, I mean, it's there's only so much money that you can spend legally in an election to buy signs, to, uh, you know, pay for airtime. I, I think the, if you're going to, if you're going to even 
attempt to try to spend that much money legally in a campaign, you would have to be on on television ads continually. Right. I mean, the whole, across the whole span of the whole campaign, mailers once a week to everybody in yeah. The you'd have yeah. to you'd have to own every billboard in your whole district. You know what I mean? With your sign on the billboard. Right. That's there's really it's it's quite difficult to spend beyond a certain amount for district five you know legally and and so i just look at that and i go well i'm sorry but uh anybody that has 10 million dollars thrown at them there's something shady going on right off the bat yeah and, uh, i would agree and so you know those are the kind of things that that hopefully the voters are smart enough to steer clear from that they don't uh elect career politicians that that could care less about the people and just feel like they're climbing up some corporate ladder and that's the other thing too i've heard other people say well well what you're not going to work your way up you're going to just jump right for the 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 big position and oh. there it's this is not a corporation right. this is not like you start in the mailroom and you're you work your way up that is not how government works well with elected positions like this that's how rhinos rhinos are made right yep uh, you know and and look at the hardest hitting uh, congressional uh, members of Congress, Marjorie Taylor Greene, come from a businesswoman, uh, not a career politician. Right. Uh, Bobert, another one, business person, doesn't come from a career. Uh, they're not. They're not uh, groomed and molded by the Republican Party to be a good. Right. They're not. They're not Republican. You know. They're uh, not. They're not rhinos. Paid. They're not paid in the millions of dollars to, uh, you know, we'll get you in if you do this big favor for us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, yep. okay. So is that what sets you apart? You're not a career politician? Uh, oh, no. Much more sets me apart than that. I I have an, a, a, a huge, long history, 18 years of fighting the communists and winning on their turf. Uh, you know, this is when I... Gosh, like I've I've told people over and over, this all started in 2006, and uh, you, you know I dropped everything I was doing to fight against what is definitely a fascist system where they tried to microchip every livestock animal. It was called the National Animal Identification System, and so I, from my from my college education. I knew for a fact that, uh, which was in macro sociology, by the way, where right. I studied governments, governance structures, and you know the the whole history of the Holocaust, eugenics, uh, that kind of thing. And so I knew for a fact that any time you see fascism or communism start to develop or take hold or take root. Uh, you pretty much better drop what you're doing right then and there and start fighting against it because that kind of thing, boy, if you don't, it just, it, it starts from a little tiny spark and, and goes into a full-blown forest fire in no time and takes over. And so so that's exactly what I did. I saw National Animal Identification System and and I did. I dropped everything that I was doing and went to work 40 hours a week uh, just day in and day out working against that and uh, worked in that direction as well as uh, holding meetings to ha to educate the public, holding protests along the highways and stuff to alert yeah. people to what was going on. and <clears throat> Organizing and, the uh, citizens yep, that's toward right. that goal, too. That's right. Yeah. And setting up uh, a group that uh, could 
become informed and and basically fight back and and uh, uh, so I I led that whole group and was instrument in the national movement. There was me and and oh roughly twelve other primary investigators and uh, researchers that uncovered all of the information for the whole nation and we just worked solid for three years on it and finally finally uh, uh, towards the end of 2009 it got it got shut down I mean there was there was that much that we shared across the whole nation and organized people all the way from beginning to end to where they fought it back and uh, yeah so it when I say it got rid of it it uh, true to communist form they rescinded and changed their names, broke it up into a million little pieces, and started uh. again. You know, uh, and and so now it's it's kind of back, uh, not not full blown like it was before, but uh, little bits and pieces. But anyway, so um, once I had started investigating that, then I got into researching the United Nations because NACE came from the United Nations. Right, your right? investigations led to you to the UN. That's right. Yep. And and so that was how I ended up eventually writing my book The Perils of Sustainable Development because after 6 years of research and fighting it at the local level, the city level, the county level, the then the state level trying to pass uh bills against it and and stop it. Uh you know, I wrote the book. So it was it was a very intensive 6 years of of research and and pulling information right. together and <clears throat> and uh, acting on it and getting uh, people organized to act against it as well well that's what I got from the perils of sustainable development because you've got your local area in your state and your county and surrounding counties trying to implement this program for tracking livestock right and then you find out they're doing it in Illinois they're doing it in Indiana they're yeah, doing same it exact program. in Florida yep and so pretty soon you think this is not just some local county commissioner that got this bright idea. Let's start this. This is, it leads you to the question, where is this coming from? Yep. This is a coordinated effort. Where is it, where is it originating? That's right. And what was fascinating about this research was I ended up, uh, meeting all sorts of people across the whole United States, like, like the owner of Acres magazine uh, he contacted me and and he said I've got somebody that you need to talk to and and um, and it ended up being a man that had moved to the United States from Ireland to escape the same exact program going on in Ireland that wiped out nearly all of the cattle farmers wow. and and wiped out almost every single dairy and and look what they're doing in Europe right now uh, yes. they're wiping out cattle and dairies yes, that's right it's wow. and and so i i got to speak to this guy uh he had to use a code name because he started going to all these meetings he's saying I just left Ireland to escape this this horrible uh, this is a horrible attack. It will ruin everything associated with agriculture. And uh and so he was going to all these meetings, these USDA meetings and and sure enough, uh he he pulled out their pamphlets. He says this is the same exact verbatim what they're right. doing in Ireland and now you guys are doing it here. And the the governor of Arkansas actually threatened him in a way that he feared for his life. So he actually went underground, changed his name because he thought he was going to be 
wiped out. Right. And uh, and so I got to, um, I learned an awful lot from him and how it's all going on in the EU. So then I started, that was, you know, what, what kind of gave the leap to the United Nations. And then I started researching the whole United Nations going, oh my gosh, this is, this is as bad as it gets. I had no idea. Yeah. And it was, and the thing was, was the United Nations reaches right down from uh, a program called global to local. Yes. So the global level right into your county commissioner's office through the comprehensive plan. Which affects everything, not just agriculture. Right. It's oh, yeah. sustainable. Sustainable everything. Sustainable housing developments. Yep. Sustainable yep. roads. Plan- planning departments. Right. Yep. <clears throat> yep. All That's of it. right. And and so yeah, that that research was absolutely mind blowing. And and so yeah, like I said, by the time I wrote that book in 2012, um, uh, boy, I was, I, that was the first book to ever be published in the United States about uh, the United Nations and their Sustainable Development Agenda 21, was, is right. what the full uh, technical term for it is. The whole book is amazing research. Okay, but that's not why you're running today. No. That's just that's, got that, you on your journey. That to... is what educated me as to what's going on and, and who's the enemy. You know, right. uh, Sun Tzu says, know your enemy right off the bat. Know your enemy. Right. And that was the perfect education to understand who these people are coming from the United Nations directly to the local level. And that they're, they're, the UN Charter is based on the Communist Manifesto. And, oh, wow, what a shocker, you know, here I'm studying that in college, you know, the, the tenets of communism, the tenets of fascism, and, and how that all works, and, and how communists absolutely refuse to allow pro- private property rights. They don't allow uh, the rights of the individual, and they absolutely hate a middle class. Uh, right. You know, they want, they want uh, essentially, like, the, uh, like a serfdom type thing it brings us to uh you'll own nothing and you'll like it that's right right yep and so so that really was a a huge eye-opener as to how this deep state actually works and it's not the deep state it's the united nations that has firmly entrenched itself throughout and alongside all of our other laws and systems across the whole united states right yeah in fact um the biggest leap forward that I watched the United Nations take was in 2009 when uh, all apparently I didn't even realize this I just knew about the the meeting that was going on in Spokane where they were going to uh, change Spokane to a sustainable city right and so of course I went to fight against that and and you know took all my people there with me and Mm -hmm. and there's about 150 of us and um you know, it was quite the interesting meeting because here's the Seattle mayor over there pushing it. Here's all of these uh, huge uh, environmentalist attorneys pushing it. And the mayor of Spokane was, you know, bending over backwards for them. And uh, and so they were calling all of us conspiracy theorists and wackos the whole evening. Right. And... Uh, the Lord is amazing. He had me be the last speaker and I get up there with my whole big old three inch notebook stacked <laughs> full of, of information. And I had pre-written and typed up uh, statements for each one of the board of the city of Spokane. And, uh, and I said, I said, don't believe a word I'm saying. I've typed out all of these addresses for you guys to each go look up when you get home. Just just look them up, pull them up on your computer. You look up 
up for yourself and verify each and every one of these, but don't believe me. You go to these United Nations website pages yourselves right. and understand that this is a United Nations program you guys are pushing upon the American people, which is actually illegal because that is collusion with a foreign governance structure. Right. And I said, uh, you, are, you are stepping right over we the people which is absolutely illegal and um i said i I, boy i pretty much nailed them and um and so i walked up and i hand each one of them you know this stapled copy of all this information and and so then the mayor at that time mayor mary verner she gets up and she goes and she had to do this in front of this huge packed room of all these uh, you know big wig environmental attorneys and and she goes well it 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 actually it is a united nations program oh. <laughs> she goes she goes but we're making it our own oh that's and, and so that yes. was it, it was it was a glorious moment cuz we all cheered <clears throat> i mean the whole room just erupted in cheers because you know here all night long we had to sit there and endure being called conspiracy theorists and wackos and and them glaring at us and pointing at us and and chewing us out because they're such high-powered bigwig attorneys well and then they had to eat it at the end because she had to admit it and i think it had an awful lot to do that with that i i provided them with all of the exact proof yes and so if she lied at that point there would have been you know big big problem for right. her after that so then so then they throw in the twist but we get to make it but we our get own. to make it our own and that oh was boy. what we heard all across the united states well yep. and so they passed it uh, after the meeting uh we thought we won and uh one of the uh city board came up to me and she goes she goes can i talk to you for a minute and and um she said well i want you to know that before we even had this meeting with this vote they, we were told that they were going to pass this whether we voted for it or not. And I said, oh, seriously? How is that legal? And she goes, it's not, but that's what they said they're going to do regardless of how we vote. Wow. And um, And so, wow. And so, sure enough, they did. They passed it as a sustainable development city, and uh, which which meant that they would get a $75,000 grant, It you know, so long as they pulled all these other United Nations programs together oh, right. and networked them all and nicely knit them together. Well, it wasn't just Spokane that did it. Within two weeks of that, 500 cities across the United States did the same exact thing, yep. which is essentially a coup over the whole nation. I mean, if you could imagine a blank map of the United States and then suddenly pick out five of the major cities in every single state and, and put a dot on them, Yes. And all of a sudden, you throw these 500 dots across the map. That was the coup. That was the deep state. They took they took uh, liberty to set up their own governance structure, their own United Nations governance structure, right alongside our own in 500 cities within two weeks. And Spokane, Washington was the only one, the only one out of 500 cities that gave any kind of protest at all. Wow. That's and I remember this happening in Idaho from the state legislature, a very similar. It was a unified code for development, uh, smart smart growth, smart growth or comprehensive. <clears throat> there we go, comprehensive plan, right? Yep, yep. And the legislators were told, "You're going to stay in session until this gets voted." Like that came from the governor. Right. You will stay. You're you. 
You will stay until you say yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what they did. Yep. And despite the protest, despite the testimony and so on. Okay, so. So that's my history with, you know, with fighting right. back. Uh, that's That was the beginning of my history. And actually, the successes came much later uh, in the property rights and water rights right. group. Yeah. Well, that got you in the fight. Yep. Got you to understand who the adversary is, who the enemy is. Right. Now we've got a race. We've just got a couple of minutes here left. What is making you run now? What are your hot button, top priority issues? Well, now, I mean, we are we are at the point of being in, in an existential threat where this nation is is being lost. I mean, it's already falling down the cliff. We're watching American sovereignty disappear as we speak. We're watching uh, this massive invasion across our wide open border uh, that is being facilitated by the communists that have usurped their positions through election fraud. Right. And and so uh, that combined, I think the, the ultimate tipping point was the child trafficking where, uh, you know, God is extremely extremely angry when that happens Mm -hmm. and uh he says you know you you better basically you better not harm my little ones right and to know that this this horror it's not even just something like like a like kids are kidnapped and kept in daycares no i mean it's way worse than that it's murder it's butchery it's it's adrenochrome harvesting it's organ this the horror sexual exploitation is, is beyond yeah you can't even speak the horror. It's so horrible. And so that being on my heart thinking, oh, Lord, I there's I, there's no possible way that this is going to happen in my nation on my watch and I do nothing about it. Right. Absolutely not. And and so, yeah, that was um, that was what really got me. And and so I at least I, I wrote the bill, the congressional bill, the stop child trafficking bill, right. which was based on uh banning electronic voting machines because none of this would have happened the wide open border which jim caviezel from sound of freedom was saying you know the wide open border is what is the biggest facilitator of child trafficking yes and if they closed the border that would almost very nearly stop it and and so why is the border open well because we had election fraud we had electronic voting machines just like we're seeing all across the world in in a in a blueprint uh, type fashion where these communists take over because of the fraudulent election that they that they pull over on the people and they get in these communists right. and well just like we saw Argentina they got rid of the electronic voting machines and they got the piece the, the person that they're actually voting for right and so our border is wide open because of election fraud if we remove the electronic voting machines just like Argentina did We'll be able to close down this border. We'll be able to get rid of the communists from our elected positions because everybody knows nobody votes for those people. Right. It takes election fraud to get them in in the first place. Yeah. And so, you know, um, that bill, that congressional bill that I wrote, uh, we pushed that across our whole listenership for the past year. And over 900 people sent in copies to their congressmen. And I sent in a, a whole mess of them and repeated uh in most cases to quite a few of them and did any of them even write back nope 
None of them. And nobody only- submitted a bill to stop a, to ban electronic voting machines or to stop child trafficking. And nobody responded. And nobody responded. And and uh, the only person that did respond was President Trump because I sent him a personal copy and an explanation of the bill and and said, boy, I I don't know how you're going to get elected unless these electronic voting machines are banned at the national level. Yeah. And and so he wrote back. He wrote back. He he uh, thanked me for having sent it and well for for writing it and sending it and I also let him know whom else I had sent it to like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, Jim Jordan so that if they did nothing and he saw that they did nothing, he would know they had a copy of that bill yes. and did nothing. Good. And and so um, at least we got a response back from him which is just that's glorious. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's awesome. Great work. <laughs> and so so uh, then uh, the Kathy McMorris Rogers has thrown in her uh, thrown in the towel basically and and says she's not going to run again. And so I thought, well, fantastic. I will run this bill myself. You know, yep. if if I can't get anybody else on God's green earth to do it, I will be more than happy to run it myself. Well, she needs to be replaced anyway. She was the one on January 6th who said she was going to certify, she was going to halt the certification. She was going to go along with the other members of Congress to call for an investigation over the evidence of foreign uh, interference in the elections. That's right. And then this Antifa and FBI-led riot took place on January 6th, and she went and rescinded and certified the election for Joe Biden. Yep, that's right. And knowing full well the election was stolen. Well, and she was never on Trump's side ever. Right. And so, you know, that's not that's not the way Republicans work, especially not under the greatest president the United States has seen is you know, right. since the founding fathers. Yeah. And so you don't you don't side with the communists while you've got somebody like that in office. Well, she spent most of her time hanging around with, uh, what, Ryan? Uh, yeah. Yep, Ryan Zinke. Oh, no. No, a- uh, no uh, I'm sorry, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. Yep. Yes. Yep. Wow. There should be all kinds of danger signs there. Oh, no kidding. So keep that in mind, yeah. folks. Who is she going to endorse? Who is Kathy McMorris Rogers going to endorse? Yeah, because apparently she has quite a bit of uh, campaign funds left over that she needs to pass on to the person of her choice. And so there you go. So that person that she picks, you know, you're not going to want to vote for them. That's the plague. Yep. That person has the plague. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing. We're going to do a lot more of this and be posting. Uh, videos and we'll be putting out information on where people can watch those and help share those for now uh, you want to put out your website yep my website is renee holiday for congress.com and it's spelled r-e-n-e-h-o-l-a-d-a-y for congress.com got it renee holiday for congress.com pretty simple All right, well, Patriots, oh, well, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. All right. You guys join us each morning, uh, 7 a.m. Pacific time for the morning commute. Until then, you have a blessed and a safe week. You've been listening to Radio Free Redoubt, the voice of the American Redoubt. Good night.